Hello and welcome to our LCI podcast here at Life Church. We are gathered here in one place in one accord with our very own Miranda Sullivan, worship pastor and executive assistant here at Life Church. It's nice to have you on. Oh, thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. Uh, we had been talking about topics that we could talk about uh, on this podcast, and uh, it, it's it's a topic that that hits home for you and for many people. Uh, I think anyone really has has moments where mental health is a serious topic in their life. So uh, I'm excited to get into this topic, but I think before we get started, I know who you are. A lot of people in their church know who you are, but for those listening online that don't know exactly who Miranda Sullivan is, how about you take 10 seconds and let us know? Um, you know, I'm, I'm a lover of Jesus, that's for sure. <laughs> I um, enjoy ministry. I've been in ministry since I was very, very young, was raised in the church. Uh, pastor here at Life Church International is my father. Um, so we are a family of ministry. I have a mindset of ministry and uh, married into ministry. So yeah, I just, you know, w- work for the church, work for the people, work for the Lord, obviously. Right. Yeah. No, very, uh, uh, quite a few um, hands being uh, touched in a lot of different areas here at Life Church. Absolutely. And so we're grateful that you're a part of our ch- our church here at Life Church. Uh, w- just let's just jump into it because it's a it's a serious topic. It's a topic that like we were talking just before this. It's a loaded topic and yes. there is a lot to talk about. Um, so uh, how about we just uh, dive in here? Um, is there anything before we get started that maybe you wanted to say? Uh, if not, maybe we can just jump into the, the, the first question. I think maybe it would be important just to put out there that, you know, in no way, shape, or form uh, uh, are neither one of us certified mm-hmm. or licensed in, in the health industry, um, specifically for mental health. Uh, you know, we're both just speaking from our hearts. Right. I'm speaking from some experience, personal experience, and what's helped me. And I want to be a blessing, and I want to share that to others that may be going through something similar. Right. And, um, you know, I I, I just want to make sure that it's put out there that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not making any suggestions on, you know, what what uh, prescription you should take right. or anything like that. Not giving any any yeah. uh, medical advice. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think if you get to a point to where it's so serious, just you need to reach out and, and, and get a professional yes. and get them involved. Um, so, yeah, let's I'm glad we cleared the air on that. Uh, so jumping in, what do the words mental health uh, mean to you? Well, um, definitely feel, I think when, when you're in a poor state of mental health, Mm -hmm. that, that verbiage can be a little bit labeling and, and immediately you become defensive because you're already in a poor mental state. Uh, but if you are healthy in your mental state, Mm -hmm. then mental health actually isn't offensive at all. <laughs> and and it, it's it's a balanced, um, it's a view of balance in your life. So when I think of mental health, I think of how I how I'm motivated, how how I attain certain things through through thinking and intelligence, but even more so how I respond and react to situations. I feel like it's so highly tied with emotional health mm. and physical health, of course, and spiritual health, all of those dimensions. But in in my in my uh, own personal way, mental health is making sure my mind is in its proper place. It's well balanced, and I am able to focus 
mm-hmm. and be motivated. No, that's good. Yeah, I think it's just it's 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 something that, like I said before, is impacted by everyone. Everyone's affected by uh, whether good mental health or bad mental health or poor mental health or whatever kind of mental health you got. Uh, just being aware and, and and knowing where you're at uh, when it Absolutely. comes to that. Um, so what are some effects or some outward expressions that comes from someone or an individual who has some poor mental health? I think that that's a, a really good question, you know, because it can affect people differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I think a big part was lack of motivation, sure. lack of drive. Um, my self-discipline seemed to slip a little bit. Um, I, I started having problems physically. It did affect. Uh, that's one thing that's important to understand is that when when you're down in one dimension of your health, it's definitely going to affect the other dimensions. So oh, your spiritual is going to be affected. Your emotional is going to be affected. Your physical is going to be affected. And, and in a lot of ways, and this is my personal opinion, mm-hmm. I feel like mental can be right at the center of all of that. And when you're dealing with mental and you're in a poor position mentally, then it just kind of throws everything out of balance. Right. Absolutely everything. I mean, you know, you think thoughts that really aren't yours, but but they are because they're from your own mind. Mm-hmm. But perhaps there is uh, some influence with the reason why your thoughts aren't really true to what's going on around you and you're seeing things differently or, or feeling things differently. So in in retrospect, um, after, after being kind of uh, an advocate, if you will, for someone who, who might be right now in a poor health, in, in a mental state, I would say even if you haven't dealt with any of these things, it doesn't mean I, I don't believe you're, you're not poor. Right. But what, what I would say is lack of motivation, hopelessness, thoughts that invade you all of the time that you can't seem to fight off, negative thoughts, mm-hmm. um, personal hygiene being able to take care of yourself, um, pain in your body, and lack of respect for your own physical man Mm -hmm. or woman. Um, I I think those are like huge things right there off the bat for effects of poor mental health. That's good. I think with poor mental health, like you said, it affects uh, not not just one particular part of your life. I mean, it affects everything. I notice that like sometimes when I uh, am in the wrong state of mind or something like that, Mm -hmm. it affects the, the household. Uh, like oh, the, yeah. the demeanor so of people good. around me, you know, the kids, the, the, the wife, and, and just having the right mentality is so important in a lot of aspects in your life. And it's so vital and it affects you. You know, we are human. We have, we have minds and we have uh, faults like all of us do. Absolutely. And so it, it is something that can affect us uh, and we just have to own up to it. We have to say this is a real thing. You know, we can't be in uh, neglect or denial that this is happening to us. Yeah, I really like how you put that too because it it's 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 understanding that my mental health sometimes it's actually my emotional health that mm-hmm. needs to be looked at sure. or needs to be dealt with or my spiritual health. And a lot of people automatically assume that if you have issues mentally, then you need spiritual deliverance. Mm. That is not always the case. Mm-hmm. That is not. They are they are connected, but they are not the same. And so I like the way, you know, you're saying that you can be affected by mental health and not be diagnosed with depression. 
you can be affected by mental health and not be diagnosed with anxiety. Sure. You know, at least not, maybe you're a high functioning with, with a small amount of anxiety, you know, like a, yeah. a normal amount. I hate to even use that word because again, mm-hmm. we're labeling, right? But, um, but I love how you're saying that. It's, it's let's be open to the fact that everyone needs to be uh, oh, uh, be uh, not not just oblivious to the fact, well, thankfully I don't have any mental health issues, so I'm good. No, let's all be open to the fact that we're going to be dealing with things mentally from right. time to time. To be conscientious about the fact that mental health is a real thing and it can yes. affect you. Yes. So, yeah, no, that's really I good. That. Um, I think when we talk about uh, mental health, um, like I, like you were saying before, it's not always spiritual, but I think just like we profess uh, on the pulpit every Sunday and every Wednesday that God is a, a miracle-working God, Absolutely. and He can change the unchangeable. Um, so, with that being said, what are some action? Or I'm sorry, what what can can you tell me is is important when it comes to keeping God close in your daily walk, and does that affect uh, or can that affect your mental health? Oh, absolutely. And I love that you bring this up because being Christians and being led of Christ and having Christ being the center of our lives, Mm -hmm. it's important that he is in every aspect. Every single aspect. And so, yes, I absolutely agree that although your mental health may be an, an actual health issue, when we go to God, we're not going to God for deliverance. We're going to God for healing. Mm. Because we have a need in our body, in our mind, that needs to be healed, needs to be touched. He, he's the God of healings, just as much as he's the God of deliverance. Sure, yeah. Just as much as he's the God of our salvation. Mm-hmm. So keeping him close, there is no one else that knows me like Jesus knows me. Exactly. And, and if you're listening to this and, and you're thinking, well, you know, I, I don't really know Jesus very well. We, we both can attest to the fact that this is who you need to know. Yeah, exactly. Before anyone else, above all yeah. priority, Jesus is number one. So keeping him close will bring you the ability to deal with things, will bring you peace, will bring you happiness, will bring you moments of joy that you didn't think you would have in your poor mental state. You don't realize that that's even something that's pl- possible. Possible, mm-hmm. plausible. I'm trying to say both at the same time. <laughs> But, um, you know, I, I feel like that's, that's such a huge part is, is keeping God close. And then, and then it might be, well, how do I do that? I know Jesus, but how do I keep him close? His word. Right. In, being in the word of God. And, and I'll just do a quick shameless plug right now for <laughs> my mother, Gayla Boffman. She has this amazing book. It's called Be Anxious for Nothing. And, and this, this, this saved me. Yeah. This absolutely saved me during my, my darkest hours, my time um, of of despair, she has scriptures mm-hmm. from the very word of God. Okay. This isn't things that she made up. Right. This is from the word of God. And she has divided them into sections for me. Mm. And I say for me, because I almost claim it as my own, <laughs> even though she's published it for anyone right. to, to be helped out. But I mean, you can just look at the table of contents and be like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm feeling really hopeless today. There is a chapter filled with verses for just when you feel hopeless. Mm. Or you know what, today um, I'm feeling I'm feeling just afraid. I'm afraid, I don't know why, I'm just feeling really afraid. Or today I'm not feeling like myself. Or even more seriously, today I'm having thoughts. I'm having, I'm having scary thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, perhaps even suicidal thoughts. 
you know, there's scriptures that I can go to in here. I, I, I'm definitely not going to tell you to, to stop taking your medication or right. anything like yeah. that. Okay. When I say keep God close, I say keep his scripture, his word, right. the scripture as a, a, another prescription. Yeah. Something <laughs> else that you take no, every good. day. And that's something that, that, you know, Gayla Boffman would say to you if, if she was sitting right here, um, you know, trying to sell her book. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. And my wife's a, a testament of that that book too. I mean, she 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 if she was sitting here, she would say the exact same thing. She uses it all the time. And I think when it comes to the Word of God, it's exactly that the words of God. And so when we do that, and, and I, I hear it all the time from people that say, "Man, if I could only hear what God wants me to hear right now." Yeah. I mean, you can. It's in His Word. So just finding yeah. that and and being able to use a tool like that uh, to be able to to narrow down how you're feeling and and target that specific area in the word of god so yeah the book is 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 something that we can use um as a tool and and she does a really good job i i, I did take a little bit of a, of a sneak peek at it did you um, and uh, <laughs> i have used it from time to time so good. it's 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 a book for everyone um and uh yeah shameless plug but it's definitely a good plug <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so but yeah so well, i think when like you were saying before uh I, I feel like there is this mentality sometimes as a Christian where you feel like, and, and rightly so, that God can do everything, and he can, but that doesn't mean that God doesn't put people in place or give the knowledge to humans to be able to help us through it. So is is a question that, that I'm going to say here. It's something that I, I have heard people in, in our, in our, in our uh, not congregation, but uh, what am I trying to say? Our... our uh, our Christian believers, fellow believers, uh, that said that you know therapy is 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 just human. Well, yeah, it's human, but I believe that God gives knowledge. So, is there is there a reason or is therapy wrong uh, in your eyes? Um, no, mm-hmm. I do not think therapy is wrong. That that's the quick answer. Right. I would like to expound on that just a little bit, though, if if that's okay. Sure. And I would like to say that uh, when it comes to therapy, there's so many different types of therapy. Yeah. And it's very important that if you are going to do therapy, for instance, like we're talking about, what we're really alluding to is having a therapist (laughs) (laughs) or a counselor or someone that you go and talk to. Here's the thing. When you talk to someone, that's called talk therapy. Uh And if it's talking to a mentor, if you're talking to a pastor, if you're talking to a best friend, if you're talking to someone who you know has been through a depression episode or, or issues in their life. And, and so you're going to them because you're dealing with those things and you want to get a perspective that's very similar to how you're feeling or what you're going through. That That's going to be talk therapy. Mm-hmm. What I would say in regards to professional therapy and professional help mm-hmm. is that it is so... And I, I want to be able to put this as, as just as smooth and as easily as possible... It is so nice to be able to find someone that has similar beliefs to me, mm-hmm. but does not know me, mm. has no idea who I am, what I, what I do. Um, I, I mean, it's like a, a blank slate. It's like walking to a brand new house with all white walls, right? Like right. You, you are, you can do whatever you want. A blank canvas if you're an <laughs> artist. You know, it, it, that's kind of what I think of it as when I go see someone. And is it scary? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I have, I have gone to 
professional counselors, and they were referred to me. They they were good. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. They were very good, but they weren't on the same level of belief that I was. They believed more in um, a, an agnostic approach to God rather than a personal approach, and I wasn't able to receive from them. But I'm I'm not. I don't regret that I I, I went to them. Mm-hmm. It taught me more so who I need to go to. And so in doing that, I was able to find a counselor that was Christian. Mm -hmm. And a Christian counselor, and and not everybody who even professes to be a Christian counselor is going to be right for you. That's true. You know what I mean? But uh, the important thing to note is that if I can find somebody that I trust or that I can build a trust with, because a counselor has all of this knowledge, all of this education, and this ability to make connections with what you're speaking that you don't even know right. why you're having certain trauma, mm-hmm. why you're having certain panic attacks, why you're having certain depressive episodes, and they're going to help you put pieces together. That's really what they're there for. Mm-hmm. Now, beyond that, there's a lot of other therapy. I mean, I know people that love to work out because obviously it, re- it releases the endorphins. Look yeah. at me. Look, I'm, you know, acting like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, no, but it makes you feel good. Yeah, no. You know, you feel better about yourself. Um, I know people like to talk to um, a support system. They have four or five people in their support system. I did. I did when I was really, really going through um, my, my, my deepest depressional episodes. Mm-hmm. I had about four people that I put in my life specifically so I could text them. And I would say things like, uh, so-and-so, I, I, need, I need guidance. This is what my thoughts are right now. And I would tell them what I was thinking, like ridiculous things. But mm-hmm. in my mind, I couldn't tell if it was the right thing or the wrong thing. And they could guide me and say, Miranda, that's not true. Mm-hmm. I mean, something as, and I'm going to just be really, really transparent here, something as simple as my thought process being, my family would be so much better off without me. Mm-hmm. My husband would be so, so much better off with someone else who could take care of the kids. I can't even take care of the kids. Mm. And, and immediately, one of the people in my support system would say, no, that, that is absolutely not true. You're thinking of falsehood. Right. And go from there. So even that's a therapy of some sure, sort, yeah. you know, having that support system there. Um, you know, obviously, though, I, I do I do know what you were talking about when when we use the word therapy, quote right, unquote. Yeah. Um, but but I, I think I think it's important to to have what works for you. Know what your triggers are. Mm-hmm. Um, that that takes a lot of honesty. That takes a lot of reflecting. You might not be in a place, somebody that's listening right now might not be in a place to do that type of self-reflecting. Um, so there, there might need to be other things they do to, to help them get to a spot where they can self-reflect and decide, okay, maybe journaling is good for me right now. Or maybe um, asking for help is the best thing for mm-hmm. me to do right now. Maybe that's number one. Right. Let's ask for help and then we'll go from there. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. No, that's good. And I think you, you make a great point that there is a variety of ways that we can tackle this thing and that there is therapy is a overcompensating thing. Like you're right. I, I just recently, I, I, I have to de- de-stress and de-wind. And so I'll go at 9.30, 10 o'clock at night to the gym when the kids are in bed and, and my wife's asleep and just work out. And it's, it's nothing like I'm, I'm doing anything crazy, but I'm just gathering myself and, and, and not thinking and just 
uh, allowing my stresses of life to kind of go away. And a lot of people do that differently. And so I think it's it's important, and it, it's something that we have to we have to kind of uh, like 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 hobbies, kind of find what works for us and what we enjoy exactly. doing and, and is yeah. best for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I think you're right though as well that that there are people around us even if we don't necessarily see them right off the bat that are willing to help and willing to be able to be reached out to and be a comforting hand. So how, I guess uh, the question I, I put out for you was uh, who can we reach, we reach out to for comfort and a helping hand. But I think another thing we could say is how, how do we determine or, or how can we find people such as those around us? And, and, and I guess when we open our eyes, we'll be surprised more than we think about how many people are caring and loving. And, I, I agree. Yeah. And, and I think we, we all kind of network in our own way. Sure. Right? So so if, if, I, if I hadn't said anything to, in my situation, I said something to my spouse. Mm. And my spouse knew immediately that something was wrong with me. My my husband knows me very well, right? And we've been married a very long time. And so, um, even even back when all of this started, he knew there was something going on, but he he wasn't sure what. And when I started sharing certain things with him in small segments, it was me without even realizing it, mm. asking for help. Mm. And and he was he was so wise in that moment because he his first thought was, how do I get her the help that she needs? Because I can't. Right. So when you have people in your life that you trust, more than likely when you go to them and you talk to them and you say, I need help, and that's your first step is actually asking for help, right. they're going to do their best to put you in contact with someone that is going to help you. That's good. And for my husband, he, he called my mom. Yeah. He called my mom. Good. And he said, I, I need help. I need help helping Miranda. Mm. And so the two of them, arm in arm, locked and ready and and then they came to me and and we had a, a sit down talk and we really talked about everything I was feeling and neither one of them diagnosed me they can't do that but they had a feeling that I needed more help than what they could provide and if it wasn't for the two of them sitting down and talking to me I would have never gone to my doctor mm. And here's the, the last point I want to make on that, with you specifically saying, hey, who, who would you reach out for comfort and, and, and for a helping hand? Some people don't trust their doctors. Right. And I, and I understand that. For me, I had a very good relationship with my primary care. And I felt like I could go to her and ask her what was wrong. Because honestly, Justin, I thought it was something else. I mm. thought it could have been my thyroid. I thought it could have been, um, you know, a variety of things. Right. And even more importantly, I was worried I was going crazy. Mm-hmm. I was really worried I had something wrong with me neurologically and I was going crazy. Mm. And I just poured it all out to her. And she smiled at me and she said, honey, there's nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. You, you have depression. And I just bawled. Because I had never allowed that thought to enter my mind. Yeah. Never. And, and, and as time went on and I started dealing with it and, and, and getting help professionally, then things came into play in my life on how it all started because I was able to open up to one person. That's good. Even in small segments, I was able to ask for help in little bits. So my, my big thing is, hey, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I, you might not know me reach out. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. <laughs> Message me and right. say, hey, uh, 
this is what I'm feeling. This is how I, I, I'm, I'm worried. You know, th- this is why. What should I do? I don't have all the answers. But what, what I can tell you is if you reach out to me for help, I'm going to do my best to help you and yeah. get you the help you need. That's Not that I have the answers, but I know someone who does. Right. No, that's really good. And I think we are, we are spoiled here at Life Church because we have so many wonderful ministers and people, Absolutely. women and men of God who, who have a love and a desire for people. And so I think it's just, like you said, the importance of reaching out, taking that step. Absolutely. And just and saying, hey, something, something's not right. And, uh, and you know, how many, uh, how many things could be prevented if you were to take an action? That you is know? so good. Yeah. So, and how simple is it, right? Yeah. We think it's going to be so much more difficult. And and not that asking for, for help is not difficult. Right. But we, we think there's so much more to it. It's got to be, oh, there's there, there must be a, a pattern or a, a diagram that goes with it because there's so much involved. No. Start off mm-hmm. by humbling yourself enough to say, I need help. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think it's really true that um, there is a – a stigma that you know reaching or asking or or being uh, uh, vulnerable enough to come to someone is weak and it's 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 pitiful and it's sad in their eyes that you can't you can't be strong enough to deal with it yourself but the truth is i think people uh, that have experienced it maybe you've experienced but when i reach out it does seem a little awkward and at times i feel like I, I might be letting myself down but the moment i talk to someone who truly loves and cares about me i'm saying what, what was i even thinking this yeah. is amazing you know having someone there for me um, so just just encourage them and and ask them say hey you know what i i i might be dealing with something and and there are people willing to listen so Yes. I, I, this has been really good so far. We're wrapping it up here. But uh, is there one thing that you would want to give the listener or viewer uh, specifically as like a, a token of wisdom or, or a challenge or anything like that? You know, a, a big thing for me would be start your day off right. Mm. That would be my challenge to you. If, if you are on this side of the mic and you are dealing with these things that we've talked about just in, in the small amount of time we've been here today or something similar that, that, that seems like it's, oh, man, that they're kind of getting in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of how yeah. I feel. Um, I would say start your morning off right. And, um, I, and it might sound a little cliche, but I try to start almost every morning with uplifting music putting it on. I even turn it loud. It wakes up my girls. I, you know, good morning. It's time yep. to get up and go to school. You yeah, know, that type awesome. of thing. Yeah. But let's let's get something uplifting, trying to put in my ears and in my eyes and in my focus things that are inspirational. Mm. So if that means I have to journal in my Bible a little bit that morning or maybe just listening on my way to work to um, a podcast that's inspirational like this one, mm-hmm. all the way, <laughs> um, or or maybe even listening to my Bible app. Yeah. Things oh, of definitely. that nature. Start your morning off right. Get something in your tummy. Get your cup of coffee or whatever it is, your, your tea, your water that you drink every morning, your Red Bull, I don't know what it might be. Um, and, 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 and have that focus start from the very beginning of the day that this is going to be a day of blessing. Hmm. And I, I really challenge you, if you can do that every day, even if you're not dealing with poor mental health, that alone can change right. your perspective Definitely. on any day. Yeah. But that would be my challenge is try to put things in front of you or that you're listening to or that you're watching, that you're taking in. Put things that are going to be an encouragement to you and not distract you from life. 
but allow you to focus and deal with things. That that's going to be the the priority in my opinion for someone to start making that turn and and becoming more healthy mm. mentally. No, it's really good. So thank you, Miranda, for taking time out of your day uh, to sit down with me. And uh, I'm, I, I would say I hope, but I know that there's going to be someone who's blessed by this podcast. So thank you so much for taking time and uh, God bless you. Thank you. We want to say thank you so much for joining our LCI podcast today. We hope that something today in the conversation ministered to your heart. And if it did and you enjoyed it, be sure to share with your friends. Also, if you're watching on our YouTube channel, be sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell. That way you're notified every time a new episode is uploaded. Also, if you're listening to this, be sure to give us a follow. That way you're notified as well. Again, thank you so much for joining us. We're looking forward to the next episode and God bless.